I had a dream, but every time I felt I was close, it was taken away, and I felt like my dreams were shattered. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had some real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about shattered dreams and whether or not our dreams could ever be restored through faith in Jesus Christ. So today, we're going to be talking to Janine Armstrong, who had a dream to be someone who made a difference in this world. But those dreams were shattered when she found herself in multiple broken relationships was raped, abused, and felt so hopeless until she found Jesus Christ. Janine, welcome to the show. Hi. It's so wonderful to just be a part of something so awesome, such a great opportunity. So just, I just want to say thank you for having me. Awesome, Janine. We are so honored to have you, and I can't wait to hear your story. Now, I know that there's someone out there who feels that their dreams were shattered because something that had happened to them, and I believe this testimony is going to bring them hope. What were your dreams that you felt were burning inside of you as a young girl? Well, my goodness, I was full of dreams. I dreamed of musicianship, singing, singing over crowds of people. I dreamed it all the time. Mm. I dreamed of lifting people, even out of like despair. I dreamed of Mm. being a free dancer. I just dreamed of being so full of love and so full of hope that it made me want to be the reason that someone would smile, you know, kind of give them a better day, make them feel like at least one person could look at them and say, you are awesome and I love you. You know, just that one person that showed up and said, you matter. Oh my gosh. You know, I think that just touches the heart. You know, it's such a passionate childlike dream. And I understand that life happened as a lot of people say, and some really bad things happen to make you feel that your dream was shattered. I understand that when you were 14, you were molested, and that left you with some problems with believing in your dream. Tell us about that. Oh, wow. Yes. It really put what I would call a hole in hope. Wow, man. And with each subsequent time that it actually happened, it kind of stole a little bit more and more of my hope. Man. It started to become harder to love, really. Right. I really felt like that word molest should also include the word theft. Wow. Because it steals not only your innocence, but for me. It stole my hope for others, and it made it a little bit harder for me to even believe in the dream. When you spend so much time going inward with your own depressive thoughts about things that have happened to you, so it kind of just steals away from you that hope that you had, that love that you had. It chips away at it, not just physically, but for me, it was almost 100% mental chipping away of the inward love that I had that I wanted to have outwardly for other people. And even to the point where you have these conversations within yourself, like why me or how, Mm -hmm. how did that even happen? Who was supposed to protect me? And, you know, just over time, Mm -hmm. even to when I got to the age of 18, still with those same thoughts. Gosh, you know, and that's so hard, Janine, because, you know, you were a free bird. And I can see that you are a free bird on the inside. You're just so free. And then something just came and just 
basically tore it to shreds and affected you emotionally, mentally, and obviously physically. Later, when you got older, you decided to go into the military. You met a man and in under three months, you married him. What happened after that? <laughs> oh my goodness. You talk about a whirlwind of love. <laughs> you know, I went into the military searching for something new, something different away from the old stuff, right? So mm. I fell in love with the first man who showed me love or what I thought was love, you know? Yeah. But very soon after us dating, we got married and we moved in together. And all of a sudden I realized I fell in love with the thought of mm. love because this man didn't love me. He was extremely possessive. Mm. He started showing me signs of the same abuse that I had left. It started with conversation, then it started with yelling, then oh. it moved from that into pushings and shovings, and then all of a sudden it turned into brawls between oh me and gosh. the person who was supposed to be in love with me. Right. Physical abuse. Wow, gosh. Yeah. Until one night it just really came to a head where I was severely beaten while I was asleep. Oh my gosh. And I decided it was time for me to leave because when you don't have anyone to help you, you have to help yourself. Yeah, that is not God's will. Gosh, getting beaten up, you know, in your sleep. Now, there's another pivotal point in your life where things got bad. I understand you just had a baby premature. You were then separated from your husband and then you met someone else after that. What happened that made things worse? Oh, wow. So the first thing that happened, of course, is, you know, your house is broken and I found out I was pregnant right after. Oh. And I ended up delivering early because of a lot of stress. And oh, in the midst of that, I did meet another man. And this man, I felt like if I stayed closed off to love, which, of course, that relationship turns into what we would call friends with benefits. Oh. That's what it turned into. And then a night at my house where I found out that these aren't actually benefits because after an intimate session, I was refreshing myself, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And he was alone with my daughter who had just came home oh. from the NICU. She was a little teeny baby. And when I walked out, she happened to have bruising coming on her face. And when I asked what happened, his answer was he didn't know. So I take her to the emergency room, of course, what? you know, as all new mothers do. So he's beating her. Yes. He's like, what the heck? And then he denies it and like gaslights you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And me not knowing, go to the ER. They separate us. I get arrested because my daughter has a skull fracture. I'm like, oh, what is this? Oh, my gosh. And so a year later, I'm actually convicted of this crime because he does not have my back. And my daughter is actually taken from me. She is now in the custody of my ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband, wow. which really sent me in a very, very far downward spiral when it came to holding on to hope because all of a sudden, the dream again shattered. Wow. Now, you were at a point where things couldn't get worse, but it did from a moment where you were drugged and raped after that. I mean, like, if it couldn't get worse, it got worse. What happened? So after these things happened, I was convicted. Of course, I'm still working. You know, I'm in the military. Thank God I was sentenced, but not sentenced to actual jail time. Yeah. But I did have to have probation and I had to do classes and things. Right. But at my job, because I became so closed off, they thought I had a lot of issues. They thought I was, number one, homicidal. Number two, all kinds of different things they thought because I was closed off. So I figured, oh, well, if I try to be friendly... Maybe I won't have so many rumors going around about who I am and what I am. Mm. And so I invite some coworkers over who I assumed were friends, a man and his girlfriend. 
And, you know, we were watching, mm. I'll never forget the Lennox Lewis fight with Mike Tyson. And he was doing all the drinks and I was making all the food. And maybe an hour later, I noticed, you know, my body wasn't working properly and neither was his girlfriend's. And she passed out on my couch. Oh, my gosh. And me, on the other hand, I'm standing there like, I want to say something, but my functions aren't working. He drugged you guys. Both of us. And I watched him take my clothes off, walk me up to my daughter's room, and I watched him break me because I was not fully asleep. Oh but I was in like this daze where none of my body functions could work. Oh, my gosh. That's just so wrong and traumatic. I understand that you started feeling suicidal shortly after this point in your life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it seemed like, to be perfectly honest, that I carried what I felt like was some sort of guilt and shame after that, because mm. it seemed like my life had been littered with what I would say labels. Mm. I was a convicted felon. I had been molested. I had been raped. I had been talked about. I all these things. And so, you know, relief from those things to me felt like if I could die, I wouldn't feel these things anymore. Dang. If I could somehow just make myself disappear, I would no longer be a target. Mm. So it's like those suicidal thoughts came as a relief, which is a total lie. Right. But what it did to me was it made me enjoy those thoughts. It made me enjoy wanting to feel better because I could take my own life and I wouldn't be able to have someone hurt me like this anymore or have people do me like this anymore. Wow. So it came on very subtle. And then all of a sudden it was all I thought about for days on end. Mm. Well, Janine, let's stop there. But I do want to hear more. I want to have you on our next show. I want to hear more about how you know how you got out of this. Because I understand, obviously, it didn't stop there. Thank God. But the Lord pulled you out from this very deep, dark place in your life. And so, Janine, I'm looking forward to having you on our next show. Okay. Amen. Awesome. Don't leave. I want to share a few words with you right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to AwakeningTheNations.com, and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I think many people out there can relate to this, or maybe not, because maybe these things that happened to Janine, maybe you've not experienced, or maybe you took a different path and you had different choices in your life. But I think we can all relate in some way knowing that we all have dreams living inside of us. The human heart and mind and soul develops dreams and desires from birth. What I mean actually is that we are born with a purpose. We all know at some point in our lives that there's a greater dream and purpose we're living for. And if things keep happening to shatter those dreams, it can leave you feeling, well, take a moment to reflect on your life. 
Did everything turn out as planned? Are you happy with where you are in your life right now? Or have you had shattered dreams? Maybe a divorce happened. Maybe you lost someone, maybe a job. We can all have a certain plan in our life, how things will go. And do they usually turn out like that? No, I can tell you, I have had moments of shattered dreams in my life where things happened that I was not planning for. Changed my course of life so much. But the question is, will your dream come back? My answer, if the dream is from the Lord, it will happen if you surrender to Him. There's a young man named Joseph in ancient scripture where God gave dreams when he was younger. It is written in Genesis 37, 5-7. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. This dream happened to Joseph, but after much suffering, through betrayal, slavery, and even through prison. Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, my dreams are gone. Oh Lord Jesus, we surrender our lives to you so that we can know what your dream is for us, God. So we can know what your purpose is because you're the maker of our lives. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.